Larry Fedorik Show on News Talk 610 CKTB. All right, here we are about to celebrate 50 years, a 50th birthday of one of the biggest songs ever. It's not Lady Madonna. It's not Lady Madonna. But it is the Beatles. There you go. So that's your first hint. What Beatles song turned 50 this week? I actually think technically the release date would have been this past Sunday, the 26th. So that would have been a birthday day. But as the single was released, went to number one, and then a marvelous video was recorded September 4th with just everybody in in, in the world, it seemed, uh, the big uh, chorus. And uh, it just kept climbing and climbing. And so this week really is the 50th birthday of... Hey, Jude. There you go. Don't make it bad. We're playing the whole seven minutes here, so sit back for a second. Uh, No, we're not. No, we're not. not. Maybe not yet. But uh, the thing about Hey Jude for me, and I've always loved the song, was I love the first three minutes. When it comes on, if it just pops on the radio, or if I throw it on at home, I'm like, hey, and I just sing along, and I love it, and then somewhere after about 30 seconds of na-na-na-na-na, I'm like, all right. Now, that's terrible, right? Especially me as a Beatles fan, it's like sacrilege. But I'm like, after a while, it's like, enough of the na-na's, wrap it up, will you? Throw in a drum solo, something. But nevertheless... Uh, people just love this song. Uh, seven minutes of it. And as a young radio DJ, I loved seven minutes of it because it was like, oh, I get a break here, you know, from the from the three-minute song. Matter of fact, I think it was George Martin or maybe somebody from the record company said to the Beatles, you know, nobody's going to play a seven-minute single on the radio. And John famously said, they will because it's us. And he was absolutely right. So here's the lore, and on a 50th birthday here, I thought maybe here's a few things you don't know about about Hey Jude. Never appeared on a Beatles album. You can't say, well, yeah, it was a single from Sgt. Pepper's or Abbey Road. It wasn't. It was just a single. Later on, they put it on Beatles albums and things, but... Uh, you know, various collections, but there was no single. There was no single from an album in in the classic sense of what they did back in the day. You put out an album, and then you released a single from it and promoted the album, a second single and a third, if you, if you could. You know, and the Beatles always could. So I've known all my life that Paul wrote the song driving up to Weybridge to visit Cynthia and Julian Lennon, who was Jules. And that John had just taken up with Yoko. And so things were very tense. Uh, But Paul was like an uncle to Julian, who they called Jules. And Paul was driving up to visit Cynthia and Jules. To kind of say, hey, it's okay, you know, we're still your friends. And, And Paul apparently wrote, when he drove, he had a Maserati, so he, he drove up to Weybridge, and he would write songs as he drove up to Weybridge. He wrote eight days a week. He wrote paperback writer. He was just a good, I don't know, it was a nice drive, whatever he could. He was prolific in the car. And he came up with Hey Jules. Hey Jules. And that's been the lore of the song, Hey Jude, that it was actually meant for Julian Lennon. Uh, Don't be afraid, all this stuff, you know. 
But I'm reading now on the 50th anniversary or 50th birthday of this that John Lennon always thought the song was about him. And not in a way that things have to be about me, but just in the way that he was actually, Paul was singing to John about John and Yoko, and it's okay that you found Yoko, like this line. Hey Jude, don't be afraid. made to go out and get her. So that was the line, you made to go out and get her, meaning Yoko. Uh, Like, this is my permission to say, we like the new girlfriend, Uh, we're all a little strange here because, you know, it's been us and and our team and now you just sort of went outside and found somebody and and, uh, Paul was trying to say it's okay, you know. And that's what John said just before his death in a 1980 interview. Said, you know, he was trying to tell me that I really don't want you to leave me, my, you know, my writing partner, my creative partner. But I understand, so go ahead, go out and get her. So the other thing I didn't know about Hey Jude was that when they went to record it, they started the recording. Paul didn't notice that Ringo wasn't at the drum kit. Ringo was in the bathroom. So when Ringo hears the recording start. And Paul said, I, I saw Ringo kind of slink b- around behind me and take take to the drum kit suddenly. So if you notice, the drums don't appear in Hey Jude till like the 50-second mark. The minute you let her under your skin, then you begin to make it better. There they are. And any time so, you feel the pain. Paul heard it and said, hey, he realized at the time it was a mistake, but he went, hey, this just, this works. That's the take. The take is, and so Hey Jude doesn't have drums till like 50 seconds into it. Never really realized that before, but now I get it. Uh, Back to the idea, too, that it was uh, a song about... Like Paul said, I wrote it about Jules, and Jules was in my mind. But did he subconsciously say, uh, "John, you've you've been looking for somebody like Yoko. You're looking for someone to perform with." Yoko, your, your new partner, you performed with me for all these years, and now it's Yoko, so go ahead. Uh, that's what he told Playboy in 1980, John Lennon said. I always heard it as a song to me, uh, go out and get her. Subconsciously, he was saying, go ahead and leave me. Wow. Uh, and so Paul played the song for John and Yoko, and John got the feeling right away he was singing to me. And if you listen closely, I've never really noticed before, but John provides some wonderful harmonies. Their voices are so good together. Uh, But uh, part of it is um, Paul sort of sings the song, and and he says this line about the moment you need is on your shoulder, and and he's like, yeah, that's a terrible line. I'll I'll fix that line. And John was like, no, that's the best line in the song. Shoulder. 
so yeah, Paul hated the line. It's on your sh- is on your shoulder, and John's like, no, that's the best line. Leave it in. So even when they didn't write together, they almost kind of wrote together. And the last little piece of trivia here for Hey Jude that maybe you didn't know, but there's always this famous little shout uh, about halfway in when they're still singing the lyrics and not going into the whole na-na-na thing, where uh, Paul is kind of heard, whoa! So in reality, during the take, Paul had missed a cue, and he yells out, whoa! bleeping hell bleeping being the big f-bomb that he actually says and i guess musicologists have actually gone through the the masters or to you know breaking down the song and it's there his f-bomb is in the song (laughs) although you can't quite hear it you can hear the whoa but well remember to let her under your skin Bleep, bleep, bleep. (laughs) So they had to mix it down a little bit. You still got the woe. They mix it down. Apparently, if you really get into it and you have fantastic audio machinery, uh, you can, in fact, hear the the actual swears. The Beatles swore. Who knew? Who knew? Uh, So it was was kind of the end of their... Of their... you know the Beatles. I mean, they still had Abbey Road, and they break, didn't break up really till 1970. It's 1968, uh, but it was a real tribute to their friendship, right at a time when it was starting to fracture. Um, Paul had met Linda. He wanted Linda's family to run the business. They just started Apple. Uh, Apple wasn't doing everything they wanted it to be. John is with Yoko. Uh, before they started to record Hey Jude, Paul and George had a big fight about the guitar part. You know. So after all the sort of the fractured times, this is their their tribute to their friendship, and it's 50 right now. And any time you feel. 